Hey folks, welcome back to another edition of the California Country Show podcast. I'm your host, Just Dave, also known as Dave Bernal. In fact, that music that you hear behind me right now is one of Just Dave Band songs, California Wildfire, which we do pretty much every night because that's the one that people say do pretty much every night. Anyway, if you want to look up Just Dave Band, check it out online at justdaveband.com. In this podcast, my friend Elijah Ocean, who is a singer, songwriter, and good friend, just returned from a weekend of shows, one of them being the Stagecoach Festival in India. So he's got a great sound. He's been working really hard on a country album based around that neo-traditional movement in country, which I really love. Acts like Alan Jackson, Joe Diffie, George Strait. So you can't go wrong there. He also just released a single called Bring Back That Bakersfield Sound, which is a very well-written tribute to Merlin Buck and the way music was made out in places like the Blackboard and Trouts in Bakersfield. You hear it all the time, but you know when people say, I like the, every kind of music except country. We discuss that. We actually have a lot in common, both of us being from small hippie and redneck towns, both 90s country music fans, and we play together a lot. So there's a lot of references to folks on the scene, California places, and people, and even though we play on different scenes from time to time, it's great to get together. He's got some new songs that he's going to have on his new record. So check these tunes out, and I'll play a couple Elijah Ocean songs in between. We discuss all kinds of crazy things on this podcast. What makes a good song, how to take bad elements out of good songs, tour managing, doing it all from your phone when you're on someone else's gig, and the perfect live set list, which I struggle with all the time, and I change it constantly and second-guess myself. Hopefully I will have learned something by the end of this this show. Anyway, this is Elijah Ocean on the California Country Show podcast. Check it out. I'm counting stars tonight and I'm thinking of you. That time that we pulled off the highway and kicked off our shoes There was a band in the distance that broke out an old fiddle tune We danced in the sand by the light of a man moon When I had Jason in here on Thursday, there was a drummer rehearsing, and I'm like, oh, crap, dude, we're going to... And he was, like, down the way. And I'm like, okay, we're going to hear some stuff, but maybe when we get to the, the, the song, he'll be done. As soon as he pulls up, the guy quit, took a break. I'm like, yeah, cool. And the next thing I know, like, we're, like, 15 minutes in, and he, he starts rehearsing again. Mm. And Jason's like, what if you went and knocked over on his door just and said, hey, we're going to record this song <laughs> live. Do you want to? Um, is it cool if you take a break? And I'm like, I feel bad because I'm just sharing this with all these guys. And uh, yeah, and I did. And he's like, yeah, fuck it, cool. So we just sat down and ran his song real quick. And then, uh, and then he went right back to, to drumming. And it's loud here. Like when I record, when I do the radio show here when I'm editing, um, like full on metal screamo bands just going so i take 
I kind of like put a little marker where I'm going to do my little radio bit, and I go, um, okay, when they stop and go outside to have a smoke, that's when I'm going to nail that that thing. So I literally do my radio show around these guys. Well, metalheads are tend to be really nice people anyway. They're super nice. They always look like badasses, and they've got a bunch of tattoos and earrings and stuff and like mohawks, but then as soon as you start talking to them, they're very like dorky and sweet. No, I mean they're band nerds, right? I mean they're all of us. All of us are kind of band nerds. So uh-huh. yeah, um, they're all super cool. And the guy that does the um, there's a screamo band like two two doors down. And uh-huh. These guys were just, I mean, literally like this guy walks in like, hey guys, what's up? You know, I'm ready. Let's yeah. practice. And then he goes, let me let me do some warm ups. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh god, it was so good. It's like uh. in Wayne's World when they go backstage to meet Alice Cooper. <laughs> and he's just like they they expect him to be this like just like demon dude and then he just like starts talking about I don't remember you know, golf like really smart stuff. He's he's an excellent golfer too. What was I thinking about when you said that? Oh, when the Wayne's World when they go to meet Handsome Dan the radio host. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm here with Elijah Ocean. We're just rocking through this morning. Um of course, if you heard the the intro that I just gave, you know Elijah is literally back in the van, coming basically straight home from the Stagecoach Music Festival over there in Coachella, where you played on the one of the side stages. Yes. Yeah. So Nikki Lane um, curated a stage on the grounds of Stagecoach this last weekend and um, had a bunch of bands come and play all day and uh i was one of those bands and we played on saturday evening at stagecoach just as the sun was going down it was really nice it was my first time going to stagecoach you mean like being on the grounds at all yeah yeah that that's cool it was it was awesome man i had a really good time did you when you were doing the stage did you um wander around and see the other other bands and stuff not really like we kind of, I don't really, um, I'm not really like an event guy. Like I don't like to go to sporting events or concerts generally. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like I know that about you. <laughs> I just don't really like crowds <laughs> or like um, having to pay for parking and stuff. So yeah, anyway, that part sucks. <laughs> we were like in and out of stagecoach. We got in and um, it was starting to cool down. So like we missed the hot weather and we, I just basically like hung out in the green room backstage for a while because it was air conditioned. You played on the stage there, so you you had to go into the grounds, obviously. Yeah, and then check your stuff in or, or yeah, whatever. they they uh, picked us up in golf carts in the parking lot behind the main stage and then so carted us over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I have a lot of questions about this. I mean, for me, I've only done the stagecoach parties, you know, the the pre parties and and things like that, which is basically just. When everyone's getting up and they're drinking all day long, like we're we're playing about eleven a.m. at, mm-hmm. at parties. So I haven't been, I've never actually been on the grounds to play, and I've done you know festivals like uh, the ones come to mind is Country Jam in Grand Junction, Colorado, oh, where cool. we were playing. We did the side stage, sort of the, the um, I guess the drinking pavilion, but also we got part of that was we were the first band on. And so we had to get there the day before, which we partied our balls off, man. We saw Sawyer Brown and Alan Jackson, and and you know just it was it was great. I get to say Alan Jackson opened for me because technically he was the last guy on then, and then we were the next guy. But that, that's right. not true. <laughs> totally different day. But we were waking people up, like we were. People were literally coming from the campsite as they heard the music, like coming. You could see them coming over the hill. I think we were like two songs in 
well, you know, you instantly regret starting off with one of your best songs when you know no one's there to watch you. But I, I did it anyway. Yeah, if it brings people in. Yeah, we were, they were, we were calling them from the hills. That was great, man. So did you just drive up that day or did you stay the night before, hang out with people? Yeah, we drove out that day. Jeez. Um, they, we could have stayed there, you know. Um, they gave us parking passes for the whole weekend and stuff. But we just basically just like hung out on the grounds for like three or four hours and then... <laughs> Left as soon as the sun was going down. Seriously? Oh, my God. <laughs> as, as Leonard Skinner was starting. Um, Damn. Yeah, well, so, That's yeah. That's okay. I mean, um, <clears throat> the band was cool either way. I was just, like, kind of wanting to get out of there, I guess, uh, to beat traffic and um, get home and get some rest. Oh, yeah. The traffic on the way back, forget it. You know, we if you're going to go... I mean, I guess you could have gone the night before or left, you know, super early in the morning. Actually, you played Saturday night, so that would have been... We played um, in downtown LA on Friday night, too, and then, yeah, Saturday in Indio. And then we had another show that had kind of an early load in yesterday, so, yeah, I just wanted to get back. Yeah, I I know, speaking of, I mean, my band, you know, let's be honest, running in and running out is not what they do best. It's, uh, It's like herding cats with my guys, you know? Yeah, it was a little bit like that, but, like, I was... I was fine to drive, so I was just like, yeah, let's get out of here. And so with the shows that you do, you're, I mean, I know this of you because I've, I've been, I've partaken in that, but you've, you, you bought a van. Yeah. This is what you do. You drive to shows all the time and you, I mean, hundreds of miles between shows sometimes like this is what you're committed to. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've put like 50,000 miles on that van in the past, um, two years. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, if you if you talk about going to shows back and forth, I think I put my average is about twenty two to twenty five thousand a year, so fifty thousand. Yeah. But I mean, when I when I remember you you were kind of getting that van and, and getting and by the way, Elijah, um, I mean he's he's based out of here, but you know he grew up in in uh, in Maine. Is yeah, that right? The great state of Maine. Right. So you're pretty much used to driving. I'm a NorCal guy. I'm used to having an hour between places that actually have civilization you know to them so oh yeah it's not that bad yeah growing up i mean it was like 30 minutes to the nearest grocery store so yeah it was driving was a big part of life that's exactly it yeah Yeah. and we had like a little local market that was about 10 minutes away but you want anything good um, yeah or clothes for school or anything like that you had to drive an hour oh yeah (laughs) exactly and so when you are making these long road trips What's the process of actually booking a tour? I don't do this often. I I book a few days in advance, or I find an anchor gig, and then I kind of fill some days around it. I assume it's the same thing for you, except for you're you're just blocking out a date and going for it. How do you how do you pull this off? Booking a tour is like really impossible, and it should be handled by professionals for sure. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah. something that I is a it's like a full time job, you know. And like yeah, I'm, I basically like I've just been doing this around the country for years, and just kind of feeling out different venues and different states and different markets and then you just make these connections over the years. You book these things yourself? Yeah, um, mostly, yeah. I've worked with booking agents in the past, um, but yeah, mostly I just um, do it all myself. Man. It's a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls. Yeah, I know. It It's really funny when I see people, because, you know, Elijah, you, you play bass with me sometimes and fill in and uh, and play a lot of instruments from, from what I know, but I can always tell... The people that are, they have stuff going on because, you know, you're, you're constantly doing business. Like, that's just kind of the way of the world, isn't it? You, you, you know, yeah. responding. 
Yeah, always. <laughs> like all the time, I'm just like, yeah, sending emails or whatever, responding to that thing on the go. And mm-hmm. I do like most of the driving too. So it's like when I go on tour, I'm like, me too. Yeah. I'm just like driving, sending emails, posting to social media. Like, oh yeah, I also have to like do sound check and like warm up my voice and. <laughs> and sing songs as well in addition <laughs> and also at the end of the day I have to perform let's not forget that yeah people have no idea I don't think what it, what it takes to to do that how, how do you stay on people's radar like what is the secret or is there a secret beyond just constantly reassuring them that you're there of staying on people's radar especially in these towns that you want to visit I don't know man I don't know if there's a easy answer to that one I just um, doesn't have to be you, you know it's, yeah, it's, just, a, it's a dialogue. We're trying to figure this out. I just try to keep my head down, honestly, and just keep working all the time and focus on whatever I'm doing, you know, and don't worry about shit or stuff. No, no, um, it's cool. This this one's okay. cool, you know. Okay. I mean, I could use <laughs> I could use the word stuff for the radio broadcast, I guess, yeah. you know, but... Uh, Cut that in there. Yeah, um, this could be the moment. This could be like, this is the most interesting five minutes. God, I hope he says the word stuff so I can throw stuff in there. Yeah, we'll get a bunch of takes of me saying yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, I just try to, like, yeah, just be a good person and just focus on my craft, you know, and just build a reputation, hopefully, slowly over the years. You know, I think it's, like, just brick by brick. I think you're a good person, dude. Oh, thanks. I hear, you know, one out of every ten comments is, uh, I mean, nine out of every ten comments <laughs> is positive. Yep, three out of four dentists. I look good on you. Yelp. Yep. <laughs> and so, what what are your thoughts about social media in general? I mean, I I don't think it's a double edged sword, but I think some people are much better at it mm-hmm. than others. And I don't know if it has something to do with how often you post, how interesting it is, um, how many shirtless pics you have. Like, I don't know what the secret is, but like, what is your thought on on just kind of social media? Because without a label without a team besides a few people like volunteering to help i mean it's really you and whoever you can get it in the hands of mm-hmm. so i mean is this how you're getting your stuff out there what are your thoughts and you just basically social media in general well um yeah social media in general um if i wasn't by the way thank you for listening to us on soundcloud and itunes on the app I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah we love it we love social media hashtag california country yeah like so yeah i probably um honestly would not be on social media if i wasn't trying to promote a business. Hell yeah. Um, that's really the only reason I'm on there. Um, I try not to spend a lot of time on there because I think it can be unhealthy. And I don't know. I just like to have like, I grew up when there wasn't that. So like, I just try to remember those times and um, things are a lot different now. But uh, yeah, I do think social media can be a very useful tool. And um, I just try to be genuine on there and don't overpost, don't underpost and just people people do want to see what's going on mm-hmm. in your life and so, you know, I try to share that some of that stuff without getting like too personal. Yeah, you don't want to be the negative guy like, you know, like I hate this pop country band or whatever, <laughs> but also too like you do want to show who you are as a person. Like it all yeah. kind of goes together, you know, post about George Strait or or, you know, something like that. I think um I was reading your Twitter when you're posting about line dancers trying to do a line dance on a six eight waltz or something like that. And oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, that was my gig. He did it on my gig. I know that. <laughs> Asshole. No, but it's it's true though. Like that's 
That's funny. That's funny stuff. It is funny because, yeah, like pe- some people call 6'8 a waltz, and like I know it's a lot, it's usually a lot faster than people want to be waltzing to. And so I notice, I notice that. And it's really funny to watch the dancers try to like do that dance. Yeah, because you're going one, two, three. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. Well, there's a difference between a, a Willie waltz and like a, I don't know, a, a Stapleton waltz or something. You know, there's a soulfulness to it. So. I think six eight's the easy way to. Sorry for people to get all band nerd on you, but you know, because you're going one two three, doom, 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 as opposed to well, uh, one two three four five six, one two, three, you know. So there's a different, there's a pulse. It's a lot different. And yeah. that's all they're counting is the one. It's all they're doing is just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. They make it work. I mean, you know, there's. <laughs> Come on, you've played for many drunk band leaders who was like five six seven eight and and they're dancing they're line dancing to something and by the way if you're listening outside of california it's kind of like the the bane of our existence is 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 making sure that our beats match a a certain line dance you know it's it's the the new version of footloose we're all we're all just trying to make everyone happy without yelling at us and also throw our original songs in there too i think it's fun i mean it's like yeah like sometimes a guy will be like you're playing the fireman too slow like speed i'm like dude yeah like, i'm I sorry mean, man but when you play with a band i mean like you're like for me as a band i don't know how you how you do it like there's either a drummer who's got all the beats written down and he can count you off or you're just kind of going off of it you know, I don't. Yeah, I just try not to worry about it too much. Just like, play the song. It's if it's fine. good, if it feels good. I know I'm always under pressure when I see people kind of falling all over themselves on the dance floor. Like you know, like it might feel good band wise that we're doing this, but we're also you know you want to keep them happy and, and yeah. stuff like that. I'd rather they just be standing there singing lyrics to my songs, to be honest with you. But sure, it is part of the work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, most of the music I play is is like especially recently is like two stepping music so it's like that's probably what they should be really doing (laughs) (laughs) that's what i always say i'm like just grab a girl and ask her to dance man yeah but not a lot of people do that in like echo park and stuff you know like there's always some there's always a few but so they don't two-step at the echo what do they do there's a couple people usually but uh yeah they just kind of like uh stand there and um Add to their stories, their Instagram stories. There's just a bunch of people on their phones saying, <laughs> "Check out how hella country I am." By no, the way, it's iPhone a great, 10X. It's good. We had a really good like concert. It was like a concert going crowd last night. It was sold out, and a lot of people were buying T-shirts and records. And uh, yeah, it's just not. It's a different thing than playing at a dance hall. You know. We've been down this road before, back and forth through the same old door. In and out of each other's lives What feels like a thousand times We've been here so many nights Side by side through the same old fight Round and round while the record plays Looking back This road won't ever end 
release your stuff on vinyl, which is so cool. I've got your Elijah Ocean. I remember when you had that long hair. Um, yep. Oh, look at vocals, guitar, harmonica, bass, piano, organ. What instrument don't you play? I don't play any wind instruments. No, like no, the, no, uh, no saxophone. No is harmonica a wind instrument? It's got reeds. I mean, it might yeah. be considered a wind instrument. I don't play fiddle. I mean, I guess I could play drums. I'm not, I don't really think of myself as a drummer. I mostly, I've been trying to think of myself mostly as just a singer these days. But mm -hmm. I think that's like the number one thing. So you know? when, when you do your songs live on stage, by the way, I'm holding Elijah Ocean's uh, album out. We'll talk about what he's got coming up soon. But when you play live, like when you're, picking the songs that you're playing i as a band leader feel i've got this pressure on me how am i going to make the perfect set list mm -hmm. like how am i going to make the perfect record i obsess over the order of songs the space between songs which really doesn't exist anymore when everyone's just downloading whatever the hell they want and just kind of putting it on some sort of shuffle or a mix yeah but you know back in the day especially because i'm holding a record i won't you know it just remind me of it like just that space between songs you know the space between um, you know, Beatles songs was extremely important mm -hmm. you know, song to song or Zeppelin you know the um, what is it the crunch you know that that space between the uh, the two songs uh, live and love and made uh, yeah there's an art to it there's an art to it yeah when you're composing a set list which I assume that you do, right? I mean, you're not like me and just sort of just call songs off. All uh, no time. yeah I, I always have a set list and I always send it to the band ahead of time. Ah, and I was printed out for them, and um, these are good advice, Dave. I'll, I'll kid. You just you, you don't if you can. Uh, can you hear him looking at me straight in the eye? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not just talking about you, but because I, I am a side man as well. Um, I've seen it from both sides. Like I have worked with band leaders who are are great, and I've worked with band leaders who are not so great, and like it really just taught me a lot about being a good band leader because it just makes everything a lot smoother you know oh yeah yeah in order like when you pick an order for a set list which is what i'm really getting at i've been given the advice that a set list is like a meal you're gonna eat again mm -hmm. don't worry about it so much basically yeah. was the advice that was given but part of me thinks like you know like is there a perfection to what they hear and how you get them to get into what you like do you obsess over this like i do um, I don't think I obsess over the set list, but I do put some thought into it. And it's a lot about like, I only like to sing songs that, um, uh, I like to sing. So, I, I, which is my criteria for cover songs. <clears throat> yeah. Like exactly. That's do how I like I, it or do I wish I wrote it is, yeah. is my criteria. Do I enjoy singing this song? <laughs> if I do it, I'll put it on the set list. If not, it's, it's not there. So that's like an easy, it eliminates a lot of songs. Um, and then it's like, okay, I need peaks and valleys in the set list. It's got to be like some fast, some slow, some up, some down, some in-betweens. And, mm -hmm. and different feels like how hard is the swing or how straight is it? You know, like that, yeah. those different feels. So it varies throughout the set list. And so there's kind of an arc to it. And yeah, it's like I'll try out different things and usually works. I try to keep like the least amount of space in between the songs as possible. I try to like not to talk too much on stage. You're not much of a talker anyway. I mean, in real life, uh, I you're kind of, you know, you're basically just a quiet dude who sticks to his stuff. Not saying you don't have anything interesting to say. Just say, I'm a blabbermouth. I, I know that about myself. I'm a good listener. Yeah, you're a good listener. I feel like I'm just talking 
until I get to the point where I'm going to say something interesting, and you just kind of wait until you actually have something interesting, <laughs> uh, which is fine. You know, we all have our own jobs in yep. this in this world. Different methods. You're saying when you start off a song, you end it, say thank you, and then move right on to it, or maybe not even say thank you. Yeah, a lot of times I don't even say thank you. Um, well, that's ungrateful. Even if I'm, well, I'll, I'll say it at least once a night. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thanks for out of here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wow, thank you so much. Check that off my list. I said thank you. All right, good. More music. <laughs> and and that's, 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 that's actually key because I, I feel, again, I not that I obsess about what songs to play, but there's certain ones I want to push. And, you know, it's like catching a band on the tour where they're not pushing a record. You don't have to hear a bunch of new stuff you've never heard before. Which is kind of weird, but you want to give them a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, that is definitely... A- an issue that I have usually like after I put a record out then I'm just like done with those songs by the time the record comes out oh yeah you've heard them a million times you've been uh, editing the the hi-hat pattern for yeah yeah and they're like a couple years old I'm just like okay I already have this whole new batch of songs that I'm working up with the band like this is what I want to play and that's like what I end up playing and then people come up to the merch table and they're like oh can I get uh, this song and which one is this song on they're looking at the backs I'm like actually like that's not out not out yet yeah. I did a songwriter night on last week and I wrote this new song. It's uh, about St. Arnold, who's the patron saint of, of beer and mm. the miracles that occurred and why he got canonized. It's cool. a cool, it's a cool little song. And I literally told the guy that I was doing the songwriter and I'm like, look, I just finished this song today. He's like, oh, I don't think you should play that. Like you should really? probably work on it a little more. And I'm like, I have been working on it. I just finished it today. And, Sure enough, at the end of the at the end of the, the songwriter night, people are like, Can I get that song? Like Yeah. I just told you I finished it today. Like I don't I don't know how it's gonna work, but yeah, I mean that that's true. You you do run that risk of uh not having stuff to sell them. So what do you do then? Um, I just say I, I apologize and I um I think you might like this record, uh even <laughs> though you've never heard of any of these songs either. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the key right you should play something from every record just so yes. they've got something that they latch on to and this last night I did I played one song from this record and one song from this record and then okay. a couple covers and um, and then a bunch of new stuff you told me that you have a, an album that's basically inspired by 90s country and achieving 90s country songs so are you kind of moving in your covers towards that direction well yeah um Basically, I've been like just super into the uh, the neo traditional movement of country music. Hell yeah! It was when I was growing up, really. So so it was started in the eighties, basically with George Strait, um, and then you know went up through Clint Black and up to the beginning of Garth Brooks, and then Alan Jackson, basically through the nineties, and a bunch of other mm-hmm. great artists. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I basically like that's like all the music I've been listening to. For the past couple of years, like man, just prime, prime country on on Sirius XM, eighties, eighties and nineties, mostly eighties. Honestly, nineteen eighty nine is probably my favorite year in country music. Eighty nine, okay, that's when Clint Black's first album came out. Garth oh. Brooks' first album came out. There was a lot of magical things happening in that year. He's a great player, Clint Black. We actually played him on the California Country Show. That weird album he did about space and. Um, I don't think I've heard that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll play some stuff for you. He he does a Monty Python uh, song, the Galaxy song that uh, they did for really? Monty Python, the Meaning of Life movie. Yeah, Clint Black does that. Clint Black. Yeah, All right. All right. I think it was during his because he lived in Laurel Canyon for a while. 
mm. you know, somewhere in there, somewhere in the late nineties or actually no early, early aughts. But, um, well, what, yeah. what, what kind of stuff are you leaning on for inspiration for this new nineties record? Well, so that's the thing about the neo traditional movement. Like they weren't trying to be a throwback Mm-mm. They and they weren't, trying to follow the like trend of pop country that was going on at the time they were trying to ride a line it's like new and traditional those are two totally different things yeah but they were doing both of them at the same time they were using 80s drum sounds with like yeah like traditional country arrangements like western swing you know what i mean they're right they're playing western swing songs with 80s production and like it is 80s production. The snare, are these little piccolo snares sometimes with like the big oh, gates, yeah. you know, and stuff. It wasn't full, you know, hair metal sound, but they were they were leaning on a lot of those recording techniques for that. Oh, yeah, like totally modern stuff at the time. And so what I'm trying to do, I'm calling it second wave neo-traditional country Damn, he's music. labeling already. Hashtag. Um, All right, that's cool. And um, I don't, I only talk about this to a small circle of friends, but I guess the secret's out now. Don't worry. We got like three uh, listeners. Because, <laughs> cool. Thanks. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Joey and Chris and Linda. Anyway, um, this one's for you. So, yeah, you know how there's like <laughs> waves waves of music, like ska music, for instance. There was oh, yeah. three waves of ska. We're still waiting on the fourth wave of ska music. Um, if, we, if we feel like we need it, sure. I'm... <laughs> well, I, I do feel I do feel that way. I love ska. What I'm trying to do is like take into account for my new record like the entire history of country music. You know, like Merle Haggard's the best ever. You know, and mm-hmm. but also I'm not going to try to make a record that sounds like a '60s Strangers record because like Randy Travis exists, this Midland exists. Like there's you know there's like nowadays. You can pretty much borrow from any any time period when you're yeah when you're going to make your record, and so I love music from all all of the decades. Right. So I'm trying to make something new, um, while also taking into account the entire history of the genre. It's like working with uh, a smaller set of tools. Not saying that you are going to you know like a like a throwback, which it's hard to. It's hard to pull throwback off just because the cycles are just – I don't even know what the generations are anymore. It's, it's hard to come up with, like, here's the waves. There's just – yeah. There's, there's, there's ways of finding all kinds of different throwback levels, like you said, Midland and things like that. But you're taking the toolbox of what existed at the time uh, those records were made and playing with that, playing with, you know, with the tools in that, yeah. in that toolbox there. That's, what, um, that's the way I'm thinking about it. And, like – What was it called? Neo new, – new, new, non <laughs> – Second wave neo-traditional country and western music. <laughs> I'm going to write it down eventually. <laughs> it's going to be great. I love 90s country so much. I don't apologize for it. What's funny is that it's considered classic country at this point. I've, I do a lot of that in my own set. I do a lot of beyond Merle and Buck and, and Waylon Jennings and Willie, the people that I really love. I'm, I'm doing a lot of a lot of those uh, those '90s guys, and with the Garth Bader Star Wars parody band, like yeah. even more, even more so. But they, they, you know, I don't, they say, "Wow, Dave plays a lot of great classic country," and I'm like, "God, not when I was a kid." In fact, that country music was pissing people off. Yeah, I mean, in high school, like I wasn't supposed to like country. You know, mm-hmm. my friends uh, would always say, "Like, oh, I like everything, every kind of music, you know, except for except country. country." Yeah. 
that was God, like that was the line. People's tongues. That's yeah. the line, you know. And I probably said that in high school, but like then when I got my license, I'm and nobody's riding with me. I'm like on the country channel, you know. That's exactly me. <laughs> like singing along. That's exactly me. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but it was everywhere where I grew up. Like where I grew up is hippies and rednecks. So I was listening Same. to more more of that kind of. What is it, the other? Uh, yeah, I just don't like the twang. It's annoying. I'm like, that's exactly what I like. I, I was saying it out loud. I was a faker, man. I, I, I it's exactly what I wanted in my life. So yeah, get my uh, Alan Jackson and Garth Brooks CDs out and listen to that. And I mean, I feel like always looking back, you always remember the good stuff that was out. So like maybe at the time there was a bunch of crap on the radio. Honestly, mm. I don't remember that stuff. I remember the good stuff. So. That's what's kind of tough. Like, in 10 years, are we going to look back on now and be like, man, that was just a golden era? You know, like, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You kind of think about it in the term of how long will a song stay? Mm. Will I still enjoy hearing it? Sometimes you got to take it off the, the playlist or take it out of the ether for a while before people are reminded that that's a really great song. I mean, there are yeah. definitely, in every era, some trailblazers and then a lot of copycats. Mm-hmm. And a lot of shitty music that people don't necessarily want to hear. But yeah. give it a couple of years and it comes back and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. To, it's really hard to tell in the moment with music. Yeah. That's kind of where I, I try to pick, you know, if I'm doing a cover song of something I like, I try to do a throwback that no one's doing, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. something that I think, you know, now like I do um, Sister Golden Hair from mm-hmm. America and like I just kind of picked a song I really like and people hear still, but. No band, no country bands really on our scene doing it. So I'm going to do that one. That, that's kind of how I feel like picking music. And also, too, with if I'm picking something that I like, like a Midland or, you know, something that is um, a modern one that's going to help me get through the night at a honky tonk and not get fired from <laughs> some great club uh, out there. But um, I'm going to pick a song that I think is going to, that I like, yeah. that I wish I wrote, and that I think I can play for longer than a couple weeks before everyone hates it. Yeah, and they're out there. Those songs are out there. They're, good ones are out there. We'll find out mm-hmm. as we go here. Back when they used to show CNW on TV Those nudie suits and cowboy boots would sparkle brilliantly But all that brownstone glamour a song on the on, on the internet. Yep, it's a yeah. digital single. A digital single. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's called "Bring Back That Bakersfield Sound." Yes, but yeah, you're you know you're you're exemplifying the tones and the approach and and the, and the players and that that kind of feel from um, Trout's and the Blackboard and places like that. So how did that come together? Well, actually, like I I wrote that song years ago. I had recorded a version of it and I never really put it out mm-hmm. and like. 
I revisited it uh, several months ago and I was like, oh, I remember this song. Like, let me look at this again. And so I like kind of like rewrote some stuff and I ended up just keeping the drum track we did, the original drum track. Mm. And I redid everything else in my apartment. Oh, nice. In my living room. Like, I played all the instruments on that. Really, drum sounds is all it takes for a, a, a song to sound yeah. legit anyway. Yeah. That's Good <laughs> drum sounds. That's all it matters. We recorded them in a studio uh, in Maine, and, like, they sound great. And so I was just able to redo everything myself. I changed the key and did everything in my apartment and mixed it myself and everything. And, um, I mean, it's kind of meta, but it's a song. I'm doing in the song what I'm singing about, you know? Right. Just basically trying to do a Don Rich guitar tone, guitar licks. Like, I just did that thing that he does you know basically i just was trying to make a s- song in that style yeah, it came it out good but i'm not trying i wasn't trying to make it sound like like it was from the 1960s you know what i mean it's like it sounds like modern sounds yeah it's just paying tribute in a sense yeah so rewriting it i mean i there's different ways of writing a song you know there's the, the there's the um the stream of consciousness where you just sort of it all just comes out mm-hmm. and then there's the one where you kind of do some research and you sort of like, you know, what am I going to throw in here? What what are the elements? How did you? Because I felt it feels to me like you you really kind of thought really long and hard about these lyrics of this song to kind of make it come together to show yeah. your influence basically of uh, from the Bakersfield sound. Yeah, I just I edit my songs a lot. Like I spend a lot of time on them. Like especially recently, I kind of like will write something and then just rework it, rework it, and for like hours and hours and hours. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Every me single too. line, every single note. It's all uh, very, very edited. Um, and I try not to be too precious about anything. Like, I'll throw things out, you know? And I'll, I, I, do, I try not to get too attached. Yeah, that's a hard part. You really, like, that could be the, the thing that started your idea for your song. Mm-hmm. Once you get all the elements in place, you're like, well, that's actually the weakest part of this whole thing. Yeah. And it's th- hard to part with that and first if, kid. Yeah, and if I realize that, like, the basic idea of that song is actually weak after working it and working it and working it. I'll just throw it away. Yeah. See you later. God. Next song. <laughs> That's See, happened a bunch of times, you know? But you got to save those alt versions, you know, all those demo things that you did in your room. You can release them later. You know, like the Elijah yeah. Ocean. Yeah, we'll see. Basement tapes. It's like, well, it's apartment tapes, but uh, yeah, we, you know, yeah. I don't know if anybody wants to hear those. No, they do. The collectors do. They want. I mean, I, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, check it out, guys!" Well, I released this new album. It's, a, it's all, all the crap that was on my phone. <laughs> yeah, so many voice memos. I mean, there's prob- there's probably so many recordings that we hear on on the radio today that are literally just people singing to their phones anyway. So, but then sometimes I'll just like wake up and I'll have a song in my head for some reason, like a line in my head, and I just write it really quick, and then it's done. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that does yeah. happen, and it doesn't need. I don't need to touch it. If I'm having a dream and I'm clearly, and I'm and I'm and I can make myself get up and write it down before yeah. I go back to sleep. Do you ever do that where you yeah. get a great idea for a song? And you're like, I'm tired, man. I'll, I'll remember it. It's there such it a good idea. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gone. So where do you do most of your writing then? If you're if you're you know I feel as someone who is basically an independent contractor, a guy mm-hmm. who has to make money doing what he does performance-wise to pay for the things that I want to do arts-wise and, and, you know, the fun stuff like that. And, and also eat and oh, yeah. live with roofs or blankets or whatever. That too, yeah. Um, and feed said offspring. Right. So where do you find the time and, and what is your process of 
songwriting so you can get your stuff out there? Yeah, well, um, the, yeah, I spend a lot of time driving around in a van, and um, song titles like come along in conversations, mm-hmm. jokes, like pass people passing by and say th- saying things. You read stuff on signs, just out of the middle of nowhere or whatever. So I always like I'm writing down just song titles, and then when I get home and I'm off the road, that's when I'm like just on the couch usually. Mm-hmm with the guitar and like I feel like writing a song or like I'm inspired for some reason and then I'll look back at my notes and be like oh that's a really interesting line I remember that day and then I'll just think about that and just go for it can you write notes on a phone and and write or are you like a pen to paper guy are you Um, notebooks all over the place or what's the I've done notebooks recently I've yeah I'll just type it on my phone or like get on the laptop and use like Google Docs because I can pull that up on my phone. Oh yeah, you and can look at it anywhere. Yeah, and so it's really convenient, and I can like copy and paste lines too, and just like because I do, like I said, I do a lot of editing, so it's like I'll just like write down a bunch of words that rhyme mm-hmm. or like ideas, and then I'll just like move them around a bunch. And... I'm doing the iCloud, you know, the iCloud yeah. account. I've got a folder for songwriting, and I've started to take the little notes. You know, I write, I sing into the phone. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just throw it into that folder, uh, and I'll make a folder for each song, just to rem- when I so when I go back and look at it, I'm reminded, like, remember that? Remember me? It's this is always interesting to me because I'm am fighting this battle of actually trying to get stuff done all the time. Of course, you know all the things that I'm trying to work on, and I feel like the art suffers. I'm just trying to kind of figure out how everyone else is doing. Yeah, I just you put know? like a lot of a lot of time into it. Like, all my spare time, I'm just writing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get stuck on lines, and I'll just, like, sit there on that one line for, like, an hour. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not smooth. It's not, like, fun. But I just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like I, I get mad, but, uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, like, obsessing over, I, I'm not saying this right. I can't think of the words right. I just need, what's the right words? And, and you literally go yeah. looking for them. We were talking about Clint Black earlier, and I somebody, a friend of mine told me a story about how he heard that Clint Black writes songs. And I guess like five days a week, he doesn't write songs. And he picks two days during the week. And he's like, these are my songwriting days. Mm -hmm. And when those days come along, he sits down, starts writing a song. And if he ever runs into a roadblock or gets stuck at all, Mm -hmm. he moves on to a new song. And he starts that song. And he'll start, and he'll keep doing that. And he'll start like three or four songs that day. And if and he'll just circle back to the original one when he gets stuck on the next one and he just right. goes through them and writes all day until he has them all done at the same time. I thought that was really interesting. Oh, so he's like always like just jumping around. That's a level of multitasking I want. <laughs> that's how I. That's exactly how I want to do things. I want to be able to multitask and never yeah. lose. Like okay, I've blocked out this time. This is songwriting time. Yeah. And then for me, I'll just be like, well, okay, I got this alert. Somebody's. Right. Saying something on Facebook. I better go investigate that for an hour and a half. I get obsessed the with them, though. I get. I just get, like, I can't do anything else until I'm, like, I find the right line. You know what I mean? So it's, like, I yeah. just, I'll just, like, sometimes I guess I'll go for a run or something, and, like, a lot of times I'll, it'll click when I'm out there or, like, in the shower or something like that, like, when I do step away, but. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing about having a phone. Like, with a notebook, I love having a notebook. I can just keep going. Mm-hmm. If I can't get the line or get the idea, I will write pages upon pages of a story. Like, get oh, my yeah. story straight, right? Like, if this is this feeling I had or this line that came to me or whatever it is. I'm going to write a story. And yeah. half of it, 
not even not even close. Like one percent of everything I write is going to show up in that lyric. But I'm going to write something once I get my head flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like literally for a song that has three verses and and one chorus and one bridge, I'm writing. I don't know. I want to say about five, six pages worth of just story, story, story. Come up oh, with wow. that, you know, like that. That's you know for the most part. That's cool, man. It's yeah. It's good to have like a backstory. I think sometimes and stuff that you don't say in the song. Mm-hmm. So because it's like then there's it's like a character and it's got some real depth to it. But you're not like giving everything away. Or you reveal something in the third verse that you didn't in the first, and you mm-hmm. want to know, you know, how do how do you tell this story right or or whatever it is. It's not. It's really not an easy thing to do to like say something new while getting people to understand it on the first listen as well. It's like mm-hmm. it's a it's like a hard balance. Do you ever do yeah. what I do, which is when you think of a phrase that's like really cool, look up to see if that's in any other song just to make sure that you're saying it differently. <laughs> All the time. And like the song titles. All the, the titles. I yeah. Google the song title and I'm like, oh, how many songs were recorded with this song <clears throat> title? And like it's fine to use the same title, but it if it's like super obvious, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't make a song called Ramblin' Fever. It's like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> just don't write a song called California Wildfire, okay? That's right. that's taken. But the rest I will of not. it. Okay, good. God, stuff is, it's a great title, though, by the way. Thanks, man. I have new ones coming out. I've got, um, they're kind of a little more of my disaster themed and stuff like that. So Very cool. I've got, you know, California stuff. Yeah. And I love the weather. So does my son. He's two years old, and he could be crying or trying to get your attention or whatever it is. And at the moment, Liberty Chan from KTLA 5 gets on the screen. He's just uh, glued, just can't look cool. away. Yeah. It's interesting stuff, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that green screen. Yeah. And Jeopardy, too. Loves Jeopardy. I've mentioned that before. Oh, who doesn't love Jeopardy? Oh, man. I love it so much. Um, what's going on? You want you want to grab your guitar and maybe I'll, yeah. uh, I'll join you on something? Cool. Let's, good. let's look it up. All right. Get it going. I can hear you. No, don't worry about it, man. You, you're back from you're back from stagecoach. Oh yeah, long tour. Yeah, <laughs> long drive. The road is rough. It's a lot, man. California's a big state, man. It's just big. Which is cool because, and also people like to party, so it's like you can kind of just be on tour all the time, just in California, because there's so many places to play, and like, mm-hmm. there's kind of like the thirst for country music and. It's like, yeah, you don't really have to leave the state. You don't have to. People don't realize how much country there is in California. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. What do you got? What do you, what do you want to play? Well, I've thought long and hard about it. Um, I'm going to do a newer song that will be on the next record. But we've been playing this one out live. So, oh, okay, cool. So you can catch it at the shows. We usually play it out. What's it called? Is there a story behind it? I asked two questions at once. What's it called? Is there a story behind it? What do you think? When's it going to be released? It's called, There's No Story Behind This. <laughs> you have to do a songwriter night. I wrote this song called Don't Ask for the Story. Um, no, uh, this one, I think the title just popped into my head while I was like washing dishes or something at the house. Um, yeah, get those, pull those pulse snaps back. <laughs> And it was definitely one of those ones that I had to Google to see if there was another song of this title, um, and there was not. So I used it. But um, it's one of the song, one of those songs that has some of the words in parentheses. You know those? Parentheticals. Like, yeah, hit yeah, me, yeah. baby, one more time. Yeah. 
I think that one's one of those. It's actually called Dot, 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 Baby, one more time, <laughs> if you're looking it up. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm the, serious. I'm, it's my job to know these things. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it's, you're good to have around, man. <laughs> By the way, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this one's called Losing My Memory of You, and of you is in parentheses. All right. And memory is spelled M-E-M apostrophe R-Y. Elijah Ocean. Sometimes I can't remember names of people I just met And even some I've known for years I've been known to forget But I never would have thought that I would live to see the day when my memory of you would fade away But I'm losing my memory of you I can't recall your pretty face Or the things you used to do like hold my hand and kiss my lips and love me through and through yes I'm losing my memory of you this morning when Goodbye, I forgot about my dreams I couldn't leave the house Because I couldn't find my jeans I felt you for a moment there On the tip of my tongue But then like a flash You were gone And I'm losing my memory of you I can't recall your pretty face Or the things you used to do Like hold my hand And kiss my lips And love me through and through Yes, I'm losing in my memory of you Losing my memory It ain't what it used to be Losing my memory of you Yeah! Oh, thank you very much. Real country music right there. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah Ocean. Losing my mem apostrophe re of you. <laughs> parentheses and parentheses. Yes. Smile from beer to beer. My song. That's a, I've got a. That's true. Yep. Parentheses. Smile from me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. It's a classic technique. 
So you have you're working on a new record right now, and then so that is going to be released sometime in the next year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yep. I know you've done some digital releases too. So where can people find you online and and such? Uh, good place to start is the website elijahocean.com, and um, that'll link you to all my social media platforms as well as um, links to Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube and places to find videos and music. Uh, but you can also just Search Elijah Ocean on Instagram or any of those aforementioned uh, social media platforms. Yeah, you do a very good job. It's easy to find you. It's easy <laughs> Thanks, to find man. you. Thank you. My, I wish my name wasn't Dave. It's <clears throat> so hard to a lot of Daves out there. Not yeah. as many Elijahs. No. So that works out great. Yeah, I got a good one. <laughs> you want to jam together a little bit or something? Is there anything we can... Yeah, dude. Force my wares upon you? I bet, I bet we can. Yeah. We've done it before. Elijah, you're playing bass with me uh, quite a bit, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got something next month, I think, or the month after. Probably the month after. Yeah, I think so. Something. Yeah, we got stuff coming up here. Zach always hands it over. He calls you first. Yep. You're, you're like the first call. I think That's so. Good. Well, I for me, I like I like people who sing, so I can go get a right. go get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always helps. But it's good. It's good to have talented friends out there. Uh, by the way, yeah. So this this is going to be the interview podcast, and then we'll we'll put that on the radio show as well. So pretty excited to expand that network. I just you know hook my friends up, you know, and be talented. It's great. Hook hook my talented friends up. Sorry, and then and then just be. <laughs> I'm not saying be like push the button here. So oh, you're talented, talented, dude. Thanks, man. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> there he goes, calling me short again. <laughs> I don't feel that short. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, wait, wait, you got something here? All right, let's do this song. Uh, now, do you do you road test songs? Like, you know, you're playing them out live, so you can kind of get the feeling of, like, which ones are really kind of catching people and stuff. I road test them. Um, I don't ever, like, try to play them for my wife, but she'll be in the other room working, and she'll be like, that's the best song I've ever wrote. And I'm like, oh, you can hear this? And yeah. so, like, when she says something like that, then it's like, cool, I, I know that's... That's one I should probably record. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife's wife, wife test him. My wife's like a you know a horse person, country person, and you just kind of has this background of that. But she's really not into country music, really. So when I can write a song that she's says, yeah, that's a good one. That's good. That's you a know? good way to test it. Actually, yeah. what I want to be able to happen is like record a batch of songs and like be able to play that whole record night after night and and not get sick of it. You know what I mean? And have it work in any room I'm in mm -hmm. that's like the goal I think but well that should be your formula for every song you record is am I able to sing this thing for 30 years straight if something happens right so that, you know it's kind of like a novelty song something that's sort of a, a joke or, or mm -hmm. something I I have a song that I'm probably going to debut at Oakheart on on June 1st and I have this feeling in the back of my head that people are going to really like it. Mm -hmm. But I might be kind of stuck with this song for a while. Not saying I don't like it. It's just, it's a departure. It's just something that 25-year-old Dave would write, but right. I'm not that guy right mm -hmm. now. So I have a feeling it's like, oh, God. But you never know, dude. Put it out there. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah, do yeah, it. We'll have this conversation 30 years. <laughs> Sing that. Freaking song. One more time. Who told me to do that? Yeah. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> Now I have to like dye my hair and get, <laughs> have to get like hair plugs in just so I could look like that guy. 
<laughs> so what song are you going to play? Um, it's in A. The intro is 1511. Okay. And I guess we'll just do... That's 1511, kids, <laughs> if you're following at home. 1511 is a newer thing that we, we start. Yeah, it's a Nashville numbers thing. Let's do the solo over, like, the the chorus, too. Like Solo over the chorus. Okay. Um, I'm learning. Which starts on the four chord, just so you know. I mean, you'll, you'll hear it, but... Will you walk me up? I'll walk you up. Fifteen eleven, kids. It's right. It's in the key of A. As if you're playing along at home, it's A, then D, then A, and then A again. This is important. People want to know this stuff. Very important. All right, and there's a drummer playing, so we're gonna we're gonna do our best here. Yeah, we have a guest star on drums. Eh, maybe we'll just you know crank it. What's this song called? It's, this song has another par- has parentheses in it. Yes. How do you sell it? say that? Parent- parenthetical. Par- parent- parenthetical. Par- parenthetical. Um, and the, so the first part is, I'm 35, acting 22. Acting 22 is in parentheses. It's exactly what I was just talking about. This new song of mine. Okay, cool. This is your your song is the soundtrack for me. Oh, really? Deciding whether or not to play this new song of mine as well. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Listen up, Dave. I actually wrote this song in a hotel room in Las Vegas um, after having a all-night escapade with uh, Adam Hall, second Hall brother we've talked about. Oh, yeah. It's hard to keep up with those guys. Dude, you just <laughs> we have to realize that we are smaller than them and can hold a lot less alcohol. Yeah. They are tanks. They can do it. All right. All right, hold on a second. Come on, drummer. We're counting you off here. Oh, paradiddles. Uh, one, two, one, two, three. Well, I'm 35, acting 22. I don't know how I'm still alive, living the way I do. Way past my prime, and long overdue. I'm 35, acting 22 She said you better make a change before you make a great big mistake Well that's a bit of great advice that she knows I ain't gonna take And I know deep down it's age But I still don't act my age I just hit the gas and don't think about the break I'm 35, acting 22 I don't know how I'm still alive, living the way I do Way past my prime, and long overdue I'm 35, acting 22 Better get out of the game while I'm only this far behind But every night I seem to take it way over the line Then I wake up deeper in debt And spend another day nursing regret Spinning my wheels and I think I'm going out of my mind Cause I'm 35 
22 I don't know how I'm still alive Living the way I do Way past my prime And long overdue I'm 35 Like I'm 22 I'm 35 Like I'm 22 We've done it, man. That was tight. That was tight. Great job, drummer <laughs> from the other studio over there. Broadcasting from R2 Studios in beautiful North Hollywood, California. Thank you for tuning in to the California Country Show podcast. Thank you, my guest, Elijah Ocean, my guest and friend. Yeah, thank you, Dave. This has been great. Yeah, man. So um, where do you have coming up that we can start seeing you live, especially if we want to follow you online and see like where you're going to be playing? Or do you have any, any tours coming up, any big shows? I mean, you just played Stagecoach, so it's all downhill from here, folks. But yep. um, I peaked already. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I will probably be going to the East Coast in August. I'm looking at that right now. And nice. uh, I'm also looking at going up the West Coast in the fall. Cool. Now the drummer stops. Perfect. Yep. Great. <laughs> anyway. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. That was great. Thank was you. Awesome. Well, that's the show. I hope you dug it. Thank you, Elijah Ocean, for coming in and talking so candidly about your songwriting process. A lot of those things that we talked about are actually pretty much what occupies a lot of road trips. My wife gives me a hard time sometimes when I don't explain some of these musical terms that we talk about on the show. So I hopefully did on this one and explained what 1415 means. And if you're listening to the California Country Show for the first time, I encourage you to go back and check out some of our other episodes. We were supposed to release Jason Charles Miller, but we're waiting on a big tour announcement. So that will happen next Monday. Get ready, folks. It's going to be a good one. Please follow the California Country Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm working hard on getting California-Country.com back in one piece like it used to be. But for now, you can email me, just Dave at California-Country.com. If you're a California Country singer, songwriter, or manager who would like to be on the show, this podcast is just a part of the radio show that we do. The California Country Show airs weekly. Look us up in your town soon. Take care. Neo-Nazi traditional. Uh, no, no. What, what, I <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's good.